You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And, you know, one of the beauties of being able to, uh, you know, kind of go all in with Web3 is that I not only get to go all in from listening and learning and and kind of consuming, uh, you know, content, but I also get to spend time networking, getting to know people, as well as kind of expanding uh, our ability to kind of really connect and share with, you know, uh, different you know aspects of who we are, right? I think the beauty, if you looked at my uh, NFT bag, and I hope it's the same with you know those that are, are collecting NFTs as well. Like my the diversity of projects of what the utility is is all over the map. Even uh, last night, I was in one of the channels and I was laughing because no one would believe that like with my PFP profile photo that I was actually in that in in that Discord in that other NFT project. Uh, but that's part of the beauty as a multi-hyphenate uh, or multi-passionate or multi-potentialite. I don't care what you call it, multi. I'm just someone that can't niche down. I've never been someone that uh, I've tried uh, and I lost myself niching down. I lost like who I was at my core. Um, and for me, the beauty of that is it's allowed me to kind of expand uh, the people and the conversations that I have. And uh, super excited for today's guest as it's someone that I've actually mentioned a ton on the podcast. And funny enough, uh, someone just tweeted out earlier today and was like, well, I think Fanzo's podcast is the only podcast that talks about other podcaster uh, a lot in the podcast. And so I'm super excited to bring on, uh, uh, let's get Heather onto the show. Heather, Hello. thanks for coming on the podcast. Where we, I was on NFT for Newbies. Excited to have you on uh, the show today. Uh, give us, let the people know who you are a little bit about your background and we'll get into some of the questions that I have. I'm honored to be here. I jumped into one of your Twitter spaces when I very first started the NFT journey and I was like, this dude is cool. He's talking like a normal human. He cares about deeper stuff. And I've just been a huge fan. So it's, it's a treat to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, quick, quick story for me. Um, 10 months ago, I bought my very first NFT. I didn't even know what it was. And my background's mental health therapy. I've been working with therapists and coaches for years. Um, so this NFT thing was wild. I'm like, what the hell is happening? But I knew something cool was happening. And so a friend of mine, we started a show to document the process of us learning. And it was uh, embarrassing, Brian, because I literally, I thought there was like, the blockchain, like one blockchain. I don't even know what that was. I mispronounced Ethereum on the show and all that. And um, over the past nine months, we we put out a ton of content to learn about what NFTs are and Web3. And it captured my heart and not in a way that captures like, I guess, traditionally, because I'm not techie, you know, like half the stuff you say, I'm like, what? I got to learn about that. Um, but I think what's cool is there's something there's something happening in our world that potentially could 
could do so, such good work and change people's lives. And it is, but the mass scale that's about to take place, it, it's caught my curiosity. And so even though the show ended, I planted my Southern booty right in the middle of the conversation and said, I'm here to learn and grow and stay in the Web3 space. Well, we're going to get into the show and I, you know, we'll get into when I found out that, you know, the show was ending. Uh, the very first thing I was doing was like, I'm not going to let her leave the the, the Web3 space. And I, and I said that to you. Uh, when we got to hang out a little bit in Minneapolis, but I'm curious, like you said, you bought your first NFT 10 months or so ago. What a, what was that NFT? And like, how did that even conversation happen? I'm curious, like what was that initial NFT like entry point? I was running down the road. I'm a runner. That's how I deal with all my anxiety is I go for a run. And I was listening to that man who just, that man, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't, Oh, and he was like, so there's this thing, it's an NFT and I know you blah, 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 you know, and he's coming out the project and he just swore by it. And that's the power of like personal branding and spending years and years building trust with the community. And I know you're an expert at that, Brian, is I don't recommend this. I don't think you should ever just get involved in something because someone else says to. Um, however, I think there is a lot of power in community building and building trust for years and years and years and years without asking anything for it. So when he actually parked up and said, hey, there's something big happening here. I knew that wasn't like in his personality to just chill things out to people. Um, so I perked up and even though I fully didn't understand it. And again, I don't recommend this. I think you should always educate yourself first. Um, took the leap and, and bought one, of, bought a V friend and uh, didn't know what I did. And it was like, oh my God. And I started sweating. I was like, this is like a few thousand bucks. What are we talking about? What are you, what are you doing here? I was like, humiliated. I didn't want to tell anybody like my friends and family just bought a cartoon worm for whatever price. <laughs> but um after buying it, I was like, I want to learn about this. And man, I'm glad I did. Wow. So, I mean, I mean, and I, I mean, I, we have, we have to give a, you know, give really a shout out and testament to Gary, you know, the, the amount of people on this podcast that we've interviewed where their entry point was Gary V, right. It's, yep. um, you know, you don't have to love his approach to a lot of things, but you can, you have to, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due and his ability to, to influence, to educate, to highlight, to even, you know, be someone that's like, you know, he, he's one of those people like, I'm going to make people pay that didn't buy a gift code. Right. And I remember listening to that and I was like, man, if I had five ETH and I remember trying to pull the ETH together and I didn't make that happen. But I, I love that, you know, that Gary was that entry point. But I'm curious, you know, like, let's take it even a step further. I'm curious. At mental health space. Right. And, and being in that arena. How did Gary Vaynerchuk come on your radar, right? Because like you were listening to the podcast. Now, now I'm going to go a step back further. Like, how did that how did that all happen? Yeah, it's not common that you're like, I was in the mental health space and listen to Gary Vee. So uh, in grad school, when I was you know studying to be a therapist, I started a business on the side and f fell in love with online marketing, the power of social media. I'm talking this like Periscope days, dude. And I started building a following up on that. And I would relate to class because I was in my car Periscoping with people talking about like how to build, you know, side businesses and all that. And my business grew uh, to a point where I was making more money on the side doing this little side business in grad school than I would have been making at a regular job. And, you know, the work I was doing was obviously super meaningful. But when I woke up, you know, in the morning, I thought about the online space and I thought about digital marketing. Um, and I had a lot of guilt around leaving mental health therapy to pursue this. Um, but I knew that I could be used in this space and bring the conversation to mental health in some of these spaces. And so I did. I got three job offers, got my license, turned them all down and, and bet on me and, and tried to build something. And Gary Vaynerchuk was a voice in my ear going, you can do this. Just go ahead. Follow what you love. So that's how he came in the picture. 
I love that. Um, and I love, you know, I, you know, I think you, you mentioned like the guilt, right? Because it's partially, you know, we're kind of like, we study, we, we believe we have the picture of what that role is on what we are going to actually like sit in, in that uh, profession. And then it's like, wait a second, if I'm going to, you know, how I, I'm doing something a little bit different version of it and, and kind of connecting those dots. And I'm curious, you know, from, you know, even from that entry point, right. When you were looking at digital marketing, you know, we both, we were, you know, for full context for our listeners, like we, got to hang out for a couple hours together uh, in Minneapolis in person. And, you know, I mentioned this to you earlier, like to me, it was like by far my highlight of VCon, just being able to, you know, we were able to connect. I mean, a lot of what we shared uh, together won't be covered on this podcast is because we were you know, kind of just opening up on our, both of our, our love for the, the mental health space, our, you know, kind of belief in web three, but also, a dose of reality. I think we are both, we're, uh, you know, keeping it very real um, with each other. And you've been a, a podcaster for a long while as well. You had a very successful um, leadership podcast. Talk to us a little bit about like, what was your content creation world like th- then as well? Because I know there's a lot of people that know of you from now from NFT from newbies. They understand like the mental health connection, but that podcast sure. wasn't your first foray into this space. And I think it's important to kind of add that context to the conversation as well. Yeah, thanks for that. Because I mean, it's easy to look at something and be like, oh, you know, that's nice without seeing the years and years and years and years and years and years and episodes and late nights, Saturdays, you know, clipping things. I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about. And thank God for every single one of them, because the reps is just compounded over time. And, and I learned a lot. Um, I think what might be valuable to share in the context of podcasting. I mean, I have about a thousand episodes in between all of my different shows, which I'm still a baby, you know, Wow. come on. Oprah has like 20, 40,000 interviews and I'm, I'm going there, man. Um, I'm still, I'm still a newbie there. I think what I've learned and especially with the newbie podcast is that there's almost like this pressure to kind of think of value of I'm going to need to be a guru to be valuable in this space. And you know this more than anything, Brian. Your girl ain't the traditional NFT person. Like it, it's really hard for me to learn. I mean, learning anything's honestly hard for me. I have a lot of issues with that, honestly. But um, I, I, I think a lot of times as content creators, we come into something thinking, I need to be a voice and a guru in this to be valuable. When really you think of being a student, being a newbie, openly documenting, being humble enough to say, I don't know. I loved at the beginning of this when you went live. You're like, oh, I don't like this light. No, I had some tech issues. And you were bringing your audience into like the reality of what it's really like to be you. And that's why people love you so much. And um, I think that's what I've learned over the past few years. I kind of went into it thinking, oh, I need to be Heather Parody and bring on all this value. And I tried that and it was horrible. Nobody liked it. I didn't like it either. Um, but the more I've been me, you know, I think it's worked. And if less anxiety ridden too. Well, you know, I will tell you, you know, my first impression listening and I, and I can't believe we didn't cross paths on Periscope world, right? That was one that we both loved. And, and I would argue some of the best community aspects of like my online life were Periscope, like Periscope. There Come was on, something man. pure yeah. about that, like two way live video, even though like we were on live and people were on the comments, but there was something like, it was so new right now. I feel like, you know, Facebook live pops up. I'm like, Oh, it's a Facebook live. But if those that don't remember 2015, 2016, you know, the when a live video popped up and it wasn't a live broadcast from a news station, it was exciting. Like there was like a different uh, you know, energy to that. And I'll say, like, when I first listened to NFT for newbies, one of the things that caught my attention was that humility, but also your your ability to make people feel like, hey, we're all kind of new. 
but you also did a great job of like you're adding your perspective, which is why I knew initially, wow, you're you're a pro when it comes to the podcast side and the the content side, because what you mentioned there is so important, right? That I think people really get hung up on like, I have to be the expert or know everything. And it's actually like, no, you just have to have a unique perspective and you have to be able to willing to share that out there. And, and part of that is like, you know, I love that, you know, you're, you know, everything from the TikTok content to Instagram, you're you're like, Hey, newbies, like what's up newbies. Like there's an element of who does, who wasn't okay being like, Oh, I am a newbie. Like, thanks for welcoming me in. And so you did, uh, I mean, amazing job with that. And I, and I'm curious, you know, as the podcast started to grow and success started to happen, mm-hmm. how did you handle kind of the waves? And I, and I think this is an important piece that you and I talked about, right? For anyone that doesn't know, like creating a podcast, it might sound as easy as pressing the damn button uh, that I like to kind of put out there. But it is, in my opinion, it's the most beautiful medium to create. It's also the one of the hardest mm-hmm. to stay consistent on. And it's one that's really hard to get kind of like a rapport because you're often creating them, you know, recording in a in a Skype window or a Zoom, um, and then you're like, "Well, I hope people like it." And you put it out there, and oftentimes the haters or the naysayers are what we hear from more than we do anyone else. How did those early days of NFTs for newbies, you know, kind of uh, exist for you guys? Because you guys launched before we did, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember that being like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna. This is a podcast I want to listen to," and I felt like you guys were hitting your stride whenever we were just launching this podcast, yeah. which I think is it's just kind of interesting on that whole uh, you know initial journey. Yeah, this is a challenge in generals, and I would love to be like, oh, I have this nailed because it would make me sound better. But the truth is, I have to constantly be checking my ego at the door. Um, And really, you know, we always say, oh, it's about other people. It's about service or whatever. That's not a natural human tendency. I mean, we um, are designed and created for survival, and we have ego attached to us. And so anytime I do get off, which I get off. It, there is a constant returning to what can I add to this space? And that was one of the things that we heard at VCon. Uh, Pharrell Williams said that, Deepak Chopra. They said, look at look at this space and just get quiet and ask yourself, you know, am I adding to this? Am I what, what am I giving here? And I think that's how you ride the ups and the downs. Because my friend, no matter what you do, you know this. There are going to be ups and downs. And I want to quickly speak to the value add again. Because again, I'm not techie and I'm not an artist. And so it's been hard me saying, do I have a voice here? Do I have something to add? And if we're advocates for Web3, which I think everybody here is listening, we've really got to encourage people to come in and add value in their own unique way, whatever that is. So a therapist, you have a voice here. Um, A a baseball coach, you have a voice here. Um, An elementary school teacher, you have a voice here. You have value to add. It might not be in the traditional way that we see it right now in Web3, but for mass adoption, we've got to be able to welcome in newbies and all different levels and encourage the value that they're bringing. Well, you know, and I think I, I really, I'm, I'm glad we kind of talked on that point, right? Because I think for a lot of people that listen to a podcast or listen to, you know, your show, you know, and we, we both have been tagged, uh, you know, on a regular basis, right? Where oh, yeah. People tag and like, Hey, the two shows that, you know, welcome me in. And in a way we get to play a small part of what kind of the Gary V has done for so many, right. Where people, yeah. you know, their entry point ended up being, you know, the you know voices that we shared, you know, I'm curious too, from a standpoint of, you know, you talked a lot about like, you would bring in trends or you'd bring in things that like, you know, were kind of happening in the space and you would, you would kind of share them in a way that I always felt like you weren't trying to like convince people of what was going on, but you were more sharing like, Hey, this is what's going on. And this is how I view it. How did you, you know, what was your, um, 
like as the podcast started to grow, was there like a, did you have like a persona or a target person that you were talking to like each time? Did you kind of think through that side or was it more of like, Hey, I'm just going to enter it you know, with what my individual view is. Sure. So I got some podcast coaching from an incredible woman, Marion a- 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 Adams. Let me give her, um, Abrams, excuse me. Let me give her a shout out. She taught me about, um, the listener promise, which is really, 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 really hard to uh, keep because we're curious natural beings and like we would have just kind of go all over the place. But our avatar was always the person who felt really dumb in the NFT conversation, who would be quiet at the dinner party and not say anything because they felt like everybody else understood what was going on and they didn't. And that was our goal. Um, it was difficult as we learned in grew to make sure that we weren't leaving a newbie behind. So I might be able to talk to you, Brian, and you throw out, you know, what a POAP is or DAO, which I know is super elementary in the NFT space. But for a newbie, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Those are terms that we'd have to identify. So I think getting a very clear picture of that person and constantly asking, am I keeping my promise to them? Am I, you know, you think about Literally, am I leaving them behind? Are they walking behind me? And where where are we pulling them into the conversation? I love I love that part of like pulling in the conversation. And I try hard at that too. And it's really difficult when you're, you know, creating a lot of content to always you because you should, you know, add context to any of the words that you're using, right? And and I think it's important just in like an education perspective of you know, we might hear something a lot, but that time we hear it and it's you know validated, you know, something like a POAP or you know, like yeah. for me, like little things like when we, when we mention you know, some of the, the terminology, it's very easy. And I think in this space, uh, I think it's actually why I was per- I love recommending your podcast because for me it was like, hey, we, we at least like, own that as one of our responsibilities you know, as content creators. And I'm, you know, the other part of this is, goes into your background, also goes into what we discussed a lot um, at VCon, the mental health side of the conversation, right? So you entered the space, like you said, not really a techie, the friends being your first entry point, decided to create a lot of content that started to kind of give, not only give you a voice, but started, I mean, it's, it took off as far as influence and, and people that were listening. But you also have that balance of like, you know, mental health education, but also, and then this is kind of like breaking news for everyone that's out there. Mental health professionals also deal with mental health struggles what? just for, like I mean, right? I mean, shocking news, right? Like, because uh, it's like it's like one of those things that's like it's like Brian. I thought you take Adderall. Isn't your ADHD gone? And I was like, yeah, I would love to know where that button went to like you know take <laughs> take that away. But can you talk a little bit about the the mental health side from like what you experience as a creator into the space, and then how you are kind of you know kind of owning that to your audience? Because I feel like we both try very hard to integrate that in our conversations, but not make it everything about it because we know that a lot of people just need to hear it through kind of the the common, more general conversation. So you could talk a little bit about your mental health journey being in Web3. Sure. So uh, just in general, massive anxiety, like hardcore, I'm talking, and this started happening even before Web3. I think when I started building something on my own and going online, I started dealing with a lot of anxiety, like to a point where, you know, I'd wake up middle of the night and I don't know if anybody's experienced that, you know, like I'm exhausted, but I cannot sleep and my heart's pounding and all of that. Um, And then, you know, getting into web three, you know, you always feel like you need to be plugged in and always on. Um, And it's also too, for me, and I'm old as crap y'all. So maybe I'm overthinking all this, but the, the sense of identity digitally 
is really fascinating to me. And I think it's cool. And I think there's a lot of perks to kind of having different avatars and different identities online. And I don't think it's something we should move away from and it's necessarily bad. I think it's something that we need to explore um, because I have online Heather and then I have real Heather and I have all these other Heathers and I don't want to be all a bunch of Heathers. I just want to be me and try to navigate how to remain like authentic and real. Um, Think about this. We were never taught you and I are the first generation to go through what it means to be a human online. Our parents didn't, our grandparents didn't. How do we navigate authentically, you know, being ourselves, but also having boundaries up where we protect our hearts, um, where we can unplug stuff. I mean, it's, it's messy. And, you know, everybody's like, Oh, it's so scary. This is so scary. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But also too, I think there's a lot of opportunity here for people who care to do things like you do, where you can have an hour long conversation about NFTs. And at the end, like kind of drop in, you know, something about, you know, your mental health or what's going on with that and saying, it's okay to not be okay. And people look up to that and they respect it. And um, yeah, I think I have a lot more questions than answers, but that's why I'm here to start those conversations. Well, I mean, on that point, you know, questions and answers, you know, a lot of what we discussed, you know, you and I at VCon was the questions we just have about the space. And, you know, what Mm -hmm. does it look like for our children that are going to kind of grow up in a Roblox enabled, uh, you know, kind of of environment, but also like to the point of, you know, we we have to look at like millennial and that older end of Gen Z where, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of filters and a lot of, you know, world, like, I feel like we, we were a little lucky that as, you know, those of us that are in that, you know, upper millennial uh, Gen X, we we mm. remember pre-internet. We remember what like high school meant without a cell phone, right? Like trying to explain to my daughters that that they're like, mm. well, how old did you get your cell phone? I was like, I was like, girls, I, I, I have to break it to you. Like I went to college and we had Word. a phone like off the wall, right? Like, come Word. on now. Like, Let's like, go. Like, that's, that's part <laughs> of the, the piece. But, you know, I, I one of the questions that you and I were kind of throwing out there was like, you know, we talk a lot about community. We talk a lot mm-hmm. about, you know, what does Web3 community look like, feel like? And is it right now kind of like stuck in something like a Discord? And then also what responsibility we have for like shepherding, you know, people in this yeah. space. Can you talk about a little bit of like, you know, that like view on what you're like excited to research, excited to kind of. Um, kind of dive in more because I'm excited for like, your view on a lot of that that we can hopefully bring our audience as well. I love that you said the word responsibility and responsibility automatically kind of feels kind of heavy, like, God, I have to go do the dishes. You know what I mean? But responsibility can be really cool. It can be an honor, you know? And if you're listening to this, if you know what Web3 even is, I, you're I know everybody says it, blah, but you're early. You're a pioneer. You're a leader here. Um, and I think all of us in our own unique way have to ask ourselves, what are the tools that are in my hand? What is my sphere of influence? And how can I make sure that I'm making, I love uh, uh, Philoback posted on Twitter a minute ago, you know, how did you make NF, the NFT space better today? And it's a simple, small question, but um you know, it doesn't have to be starting a show or building a huge platform or, I mean, you and I just talked about that. Everybody's starting their own communities and stuff, but where's the value add there? And I think in terms of community, and again, back to the ego bit, it's being willing to slow down for like the one and it's being willing to not be recognized for the good work that you're doing. That midnight DM that you get and the value that you added there and the, you know, the that cannot be added to a follower count or nobody's, you're going to be able to put that stuff on your bio, but dude, 
what just happened yesterday, I mean, it just shows us there's such a deep, deep need for human connection. And the this tech can pull us apart or it can pull us together. And I'm with for the latter, dude. Um, so different things to consider, you know, are we going after numbers? Or are we going for relationship? That's hard. Let's be real. It sounds cute, but come on, like that's some ego at the door. Um, thinking about real identity and really getting deep into like who you are. Um, not just your online persona, being comfortable in your own skin, um, doing the inner work, right? Um, I think things too, just like belonging in the sense of pulling people into conversations too online. You know, you mentioned to me a minute ago, and it was so brilliant, you know, when people are doing behaviors that are awesome, acknowledging them. That's small crap, dude. Like, it's not just about building your community and stuff like that. It's about making a human feel special for a minute. Like, you're awesome. I'm so glad you're here. You add so much. I know this is like, oh, whatever, Miss Old Therapist, Heather, this Brene Brown crap, you sound whatever. This is the real work, man. And this is the responsibility that you and I have, the platforms, no matter how big or small. You know, it's funny you mentioned Brene Brown there, right? And so, like, your uh-huh. entry point into, into Web3 is, is, is Gary Vee. We have that similarity. Uh, Brene Brown was the, like, the aha for me recognizing, you know, where, like, my vulnerability, my mental health, my yeah. ability to just own a lot of the things about myself that, uh, you know, we, it was actually the last question on your uh, podcast that we just did uh, recorded on, like, you know, the, the things that were others thought were weird about me or the things that people made fun of me growing up are the things that I now recognize are what allow me to stand out, allow mm. me to do, you know, the job that I'm able to do. But there's also that is that balance. Like, I think we have to be honest, you know, with the idea that there is something of a little bit of an ego, right? When we know that people are stopping us talking about the podcast or they're they're mentioning yeah. that we help them, that feels good. Like, we can't, we sure. can't uh, you know, like argue on that. Um, you know, and that, you know, I think that also kind of ties into, you know, Web3. And I, I respected when when you and I, uh, we were first having that, uh, one of the conversations about like the podcast space. And it was like, do we have to be on Discord, right? And you like, how do we do interviews and things differently? Like when I started this podcast, first off, there was no interviews. I was just going to do solo. Then I realized, okay, I want to do some interviews. I, I, I love interviewing. Thank and then you. I was like, I'm going to do interviewing only on Twitter spaces, but then I was like, I love the like the looking people in their digital eyeballs. So I want to be able to kind of do that um, with video. You guys did that. You know, you put, uh, integrate some Instagram uh, lives, uh, doing some interview conversations there. What what is your feeling of NFT state right now? When you're like sharing in like the non traditional place, like how do you feel like the conversation goes there? And like, what are some things we can all think about as those conversations are outside of Twitter and Discord? Yeah, I think we need to meet people where they're at and sometimes slapping people with like PFP projects and all this stuff. You know, Pauline down the road over at Target, she's probably not going to care about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might be judging Pauline. I don't know. I don't need to judge you. But we've got to figure out what is important to other people. And for advocates of this space, you know, I'm friends with a lot of just business owners and uh, service-based businesses and people who aren't super techie. And so what is important about Web3 that they need to know that would add value to their life? What um, aligns with their value system here? And I think we need to start the conversations there as advocates for this space. Like, yeah, PFP projects are super cool and and all that stuff. But dude, 
this is going to be a way of business. This is going to change the way that we consume and buy products. And there's a whole other conversation I feel like that we need to have around NFTs, et cetera, outside of like the traditional projects and discord, et cetera. Um, and I'm curious about that. And, and again, I, I would be faking to kind of come in and act like I know all the stuff about these projects and everything, but I do know some stuff about business. I do know some stuff about marketing and stuff. And that's changing. I mean, it, this world is changing that world drastically. So, so yeah. So I'm curious, how, how do you handle, so, you know, for a lot of people that I know, a lot of our listeners, they are, they are, a lot of them are creators at heart or web three is inspired in the find their inner creator, right? Create an NFT project, mm-hmm. create a creator coin, even just create content on a, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But I, I've heard from a lot of people that are like, Brian, I haven't bought as many NFTs as you, or Brian, I'm not involved in as many projects as you. And I'm like, well, I have like a D-Gen side of me that is like part of yeah. me is is like I just love being in a little bit of everything and, and playing around. And then, of course, we're doing like the buy an NFT every day for a year project. Which is wild. <laughs> it's wild, too. From It's wild just like where it's all going. I mean, we're 195 days in and uh, I mean, we still got a long way to go on, on that as well. But could you share a little bit on like you? I, I believe you found not only a voice and a, a layer of authority and what I mentioned to you at the beginning is like, well, as soon as I heard that you were uh, you know, kind of bringing your show to a, a close, I was like, we can't lose you from web three. And I, and I, I meant that I said that privately, but I meant that publicly as well, because we need amazing leaders that not only bring in unique perspectives, but also can kind of stand the test of time. They can kind of push through some of these, these tough times. How do you, how do you look at it as someone that's like, Hey, I'm not in every project. I don't have, I'm not active in every discord yet. You're still finding your place in this arena. There's so many people right now that I feel like they feel like there's a lot of have tos before they can get started. And you didn't check a lot of those have tos and you got started. And I think you're an example. A lot of them can follow. Can you talk a little bit about that side? I, Brian, I felt like, and sometimes still felt the biggest poser in this space. Like, because to, to your point, I'm not in a lot of, I don't like discord. Can I say that on your show? I don't, I, I yeah, it, you can say that you, we, we, we bash discord on a regular basis here. So. It's not my thing. And I mean, like there's a hard learning curve, et cetera. I, I'm not in a ton of projects. Um, I'm very selective with things and like spend a lot of time. And I, I feel like a poser, but I've, you know, conversations with people like you and stuff have really decided to just kind of own my oddities and really be proud that I can represent a different community coming in this space. Because if we're Web3 advocates, we need to make a space for different types of people. And I'm not the traditional NFT person right now, but I'm making a space by just putting my Southern booty here of like people like me who maybe are, you know, a little bit risk adverse and, um, you know, shy with new technology and feel ignorant with things that you can still be here. Right. Um, and I believe in what's happening here. I don't fully understand it, but that doesn't mean that. And I'm so grateful for you because, you know, you have encouraged me of like, you have a voice in this space and I needed to hear that because we always try to, you know, try to push ourselves to be a certain thing. Any space doesn't need more of the same. We need diversity, right? Yes. Could not agree more. And you know, it goes into like, you know, I really think a lot of the secret for growing online period is the idea of just showing you care, right? Show that you care about mm-hmm. others. You know, it's that celebrating of each other, but it's even like that validation. Like you and I being able to talk many months ago and I was like, oh, 
you're feeling the same thing I am as a podcaster. Thank God. Like, thank God. You know, and from the outside, people are like, man, these two podcasts are, are mooning. They must yeah. be just riding a high, but little, do they, little, do they know what's going on, uh, you sure. know, deep down. And I think no matter where someone is on their journey, when we know that others care about us and care about what we're doing or know that like we made a little impact, it does go, it goes further than most realize, right? And I would even, if you watched, you know, we, we got to see Gary V up close and I've been very blessed to be, I mean, I don't, couldn't even tell you how many times I've been able to, to be with him in person at events since 2013. I've never seen him like I saw him at VCon. There was an element of, I felt like he was home for the first time in a lot of places. Like it, even, you know, he came out on stage with the, with the parody, right. Where it had the, the Gary V version two and Gary V version three. And it was so cool. It was such a cool way of doing it. But I will say like, for me, the thing I actually said this to Drew, I said, I hope he doesn't give a Gary V keynote to cut off an event to V friends. And, and I will tell you like for <laughs> me, selfishly, if, if it's my event, when I do an event like that, I'm going to want to do the, 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 my keynote, right? Like I got the mic, I got the audience, his parents were there, right? This was like the, you know, he was in a stadium, but I feel like it was like the culmination of all of those things where he was just like, you're here. We curated this space. This is what you have to look forward to. I, I, I hold you to these things, right? Be kind. You know, he, he kind of held the, the, his yeah. values and then he let the event happen. And like, to me, like, I know that Gary, as much as many might look at on the outside, he needed that validation of people showing up in Minneapolis to continue for him on the journey, right? And there's people that have one or two or 10 followers, maybe you're buying your first project and that one person that says, you know, thank you for sharing or allow, you know, allowing me in, you know, are, are really, you know, really vital in this whole journey for us. And, you know, I'm curious, you mentioned that you're not in a lot of projects, not in love with a lot of discords. What pro what type of projects come on your radar which perk your interest? Maybe you're not buying them, but are there certain types of, of projects that perk your interest? And I think the, the second part of that is, do they need to have a non-Discord communication component for you to kind of want to invest in? Because this is like a soapbox of mine right now, is that right now we are still, we are asking people to spend thousands of dollars. And then we're telling them the only way they're really going to get communicated with is to learn this other tool as well. How do, yeah. how do, you know, how do projects get on your radar? And then what are your thoughts on that communication side? I love um, Yam from World of Women when she said at VCon, she said, this is not a project because a project has a beginning and an end. This is a company. This is a brand. I was like, come on, girl. Oh, I love that woman. Mm. Projects are businesses, period, right? And so what do you look for when you want to invest in a business or be a part of a business? Um that's how I approach it. That's how I look at it. I, I, I like to look at the the background of the founders, what they have going on, their track record. I mean, come on, you're coming out with a project. Look at your track record, right? You've put in right. 365 days of being a practitioner, busting your ass, um, plus all of your background, which is tech. People like you, I mean, like they know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, there are the oddballs like Yom. I mean, she was a freelance artist. I mean, didn't have like a huge background and wow, look what she's created. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think there is an element of, um, just common sense from like a business standpoint of understanding. Um, but also too, like a little bit of a gut feeling of, I really believe these people care. And you can only know that through a lot of time. I like FaceTime. I'm old school. Like I like people's eyeballs. I like seeing your eyes. I like seeing your nonverbals. I like hearing your voice. And that human connection element is really important to me. 
I get the whole security stuff with like secret identities and all this stuff, like the ski mask and all that. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's, it's kind of cool, actually. It's edgy. Uh, but for me personally, I want to connect with the human and, um, and, and that. So I don't remember the second part of your question. I'm sorry. No, so I'm curious from like a, I mean, a project where a majority of the utility is presented via like a discord. How do you look at that from a communication perspective? Well, period. I mean, I'm probably not going to be in their discord. Like it's just the truth. I'm in a couple, right? One of them's mine that I'm trying to figure out how to be more active in. Um, I'm in it every day. I'm just trying to figure out how to make a freaking channel. <laughs> work. It's crazy. Um, for me, it's social media. I mean, I'm, I'm still web too. I'm sorry, y'all. I've got to figure out a different way. But like, if you're not communicating on Twitter um, and so forth, I like videos too. I'm always looking for videos. I go straight to YouTube with almost everybody. I want to see when they've been interviewed, like little keynotes that they've given, little videos of them in, you know, in their house. I like video. So I'm constantly scouting around for that. As far as an alternative to community buildings, I know that's not a community building platform. I haven't figured that out myself. I freaking Facebook. I hate freaking Facebook, but I have a pretty good sized Facebook group and I don't know how to move it over because none of them want to go to discord. I don't know the alternative. So it's a problem that needs to be solved in this space. It does need to be solved. And I'll tell you, I, in the last like week, I feel like I got three companies that are coming at it like web three social media. And uh, if they're listening, I think they're just taking web two things and throwing it in web three. And we don't need a web two social media platform that's just quote unquote decentralized. Like we need to rethink what web three social should look like and like in communication. And, uh, you know, and I will tell you like for, you know, our audience here, uh, we're rolling out, it'll be in the show notes for this episode. Uh, We're rolling out, you know, we're using community.com for SMS uh, messaging. And we, we're going to allow you to, if you message to the, the number below, you can, you can select your type of notification. So you can say, I want all of them. I want only the podcast. We have uh, four options so that we don't overburden, but we also want to make sure that like, I know a lot of people that want to engage, want to stay in the know, turn notifications off on discord. I don't blame anyone for doing that. Right. I will tell you like, Heather, a couple of people were trying to tag you in our discord today. Right. And I was, thought it was funny. I was like, you guys need to come and listen to the interview. Cause this will be a a great conversation uh, on that side. Uh, you know, as we look at kind of like the future and, you know, I, I look, at, I don't know if you identify as this, but you, you feel like you're, a, I feel like you're a press the damn button type person like myself, right? Oh, we were yeah. in Minneapolis and we were, we were kicking back and forth. And in trouble. Uh, the day you got home, I got a message and said, Brian, I want you to be on. Uh, let me, let's, let me interview you on the new thing. And I, I, I will tell you, like I fist pumped when I read that, right? Because not only did I, I was excited that you kind of were, hey, I'm going to lean back in. I'm going to make sure that these are the things I'm doing. But like, that's the magic in this space, right? Like, I'll, like imagine if you don't launch the NFT for newbies and you want to wait till you have like the perfect timing or a perfect co-host that you've known for years. Like none of us would have got started in any of this. So talk to us a little bit about what you're, what, what is next for, for Heather? My favorite quote, Brian, is action creates clarity. I love that quote. Ooh. Because I don't know the next step, but I know I want to be here and I know that there's something to be done. So everything I'm executing out is data to say, you know, where do you shift and where do you adjust? Like I sat down and, you know, metaphorically cried and ate some ice cream when newbies was over. I didn't want it to end, Um, but also just got my ass back up and said, how else can I serve here? And so I think an important question to ask is what can I do right now? Um, and not judge that, 
not judge it if it's not sexy and not judge it if it's not big and glamorous and your logo sucks and you have a Southern accent and mispronounce words. Like, don't judge what's in your hand. Just give it freely. And I think God, source, universe, whatever, like, honors that and moves people along. So all I know to do, Brian Fanzo, is talk on this stinking-ass mic and ask questions that people I respect the hell out of and put it out into the world. Um, so I'm sitting here. We're, we're going to explore community building next because I'm curious about it. And I think it's a way for um, me maybe to help this space advance and grow is facilitate those conversations. And so honored that you are going, you are going to be one of the very first guests we roll out. Well, we recorded that episode and I, I, I love the way you ask questions, the research that you present things in. It makes it. me as a guest. It was, I mean, it was so easy, right? We could have done that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, without, you know, mm-hmm. without, there was really little, no work, right? This is just much like this conversation. Um, and I'll say like, you know, for me, we haven't known each other that long, but we uh, have become fast friends. You know, you mentioned earlier in the podcast, actually, I believe there's the very first question I, I you know, asked you about you know, your transition. And you said, you know what, you, you had that guilt of leaving mental health and you bet on yourself. And you look at what you're doing now, right? You're betting on yourself. And I think like in, in the weirdest of weird ways, like Web3 allows us to bet on ourselves and then figure out where this takes us. And I think for those that are listening, like you don't have to do all of these things. You just have to just figure out that idea of like, you know what? I'm willing to bet on myself. And that doesn't mean you have to sleep on your mom's couch or quit your day job. I mean, (laughs) that's a little jab at Gary Vee and also a little jab at like, like I I will tell you, like uh, our good friend Carter, who uh, is on my team, he always likes to ask me the question, like what keeps me up at night? And he asked me that yesterday in a Twitter space and I answered the question. And then today I know what's going to keep me up tonight is because two people sent me DMs that are listeners and I love you both. So just know that two people decided to quit their jobs yesterday. And they were like, thanks to your podcast fans. like I, and I was like, Oh no. Like I, cause I, I take that on. Right. I'm like, and, and, you, and it might be the right space. I don't know them enough to know, sure. but I, I want people to recognize that like, Go, betting all in on yourself doesn't mean you have to throw away everything else that you've ever done or, or, or shed like the, the, the things that are, are allowing you to pay your bills or, or uh, keep your sanity or, or things around you. Um, and I, I love that you are Heather are kind of living that you're also one that I believe is going to be able to shed. You know, like when you said, you know, like, Hey, I want to research some of these community dynamics and, and also like, how can we better discover to educate them to our children? Because, we have kids that not only were they born on iPhones, but they were yeah. born with this idea of always on, always connected, always judged, grass is green, always on the other side. And I, you know, as a parent, I mean, damn it, if it's not the, one of the hardest things to do is like give your kids freedom to be themselves, yet also oh allow them to recognize that there are a lot of things out there in the world that they aren't aware of. And there's things that, you know, unfortunately, with every great innovation, you know, comes some bad things as well. Uh, Heather, I will, I, I, the last thing I just want to ask you from just a standpoint of like, you know, when we're thinking about like web three and we're thinking about like where, you know, our children, the environment, you know, where, where this whole space is going, do you look at our ability to embrace and when we talk about mental health as something that we, we will, it will continue to grow with this space? Or is it something that we're going to just have to like nurture and figure out as we go? Because, there are going to be things that I feel like, you know, what does burnout mean 
in 2025 when everyone is in this space? How do you look at like mental health and like the journey we're going to go on with Web3? I think, let's start there, underline think. (laughs) I think we're going to have to evolve the conversation because, you know, you always speak to what you know in your own experience, which is the human tendency, and it's a beautiful thing. But we also have to be hyper aware that what's real for me and you right now as, you know, people in their 30s and 40s um, is a different reality than what our little girls are are, are walking through. And we want to cast our experience on them as their own experience without really facilitating and nurturing the way they're perceiving the world, the way they're interacting with the world. I was very judgmental very judgmental coming into this with people with avatars as their profile picture. My immediately thought was a judgment of like, Oh, they're, they're uncomfortable with themselves. They're not cool seeing their face. There's something off with that. And then I realized that I was way off because I wasn't stopping to learn the culture here, the experience here and how that empowers a lot of people, how that connects people and me coming in and judging that was wrong of me. And so I think as we look at mental health, we need to really, really ask a lot of questions, seek to understand and be willing to kind of, you know, shape what's going on here what, with what benefits this next generation, not what makes us feel better. Oh, you're amazing. I love that you came on the show. I'm so glad we we're able to have this. I'm glad we got to hang out at VCon I loved it. Uh, as well. And I we, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention you know, the tragedy that happened in Texas, you know, you and I, we talked about this offline. You know, I had a drive to my, my daughter's uh, elementary school. They called it a promotion ceremony or graduation. Uh, she's getting into middle school. And, you know, I, I bawled my eyes out in, the, in my Jeep the whole drive there because of what happened in Texas. And, you know, the, our heart goes out to the parents that, you yeah. know, sent their kids to school that didn't get to bring their kids home to school. And, and actually just before the show, Heather, you were going to pick up yours and we, we connected on that idea of like, you know, we're, we have to treasure a lot of those moments. And so for all those that are out there or have friends or family that are, are struggling, just know that you aren't alone in that right. struggle and that, you know, that tragedy's impact and that, you know, we are, you know, our hearts go out to all of those that have um, you know been impacted. And it's just yeah. a reminder, we have a lot of work to do as, as humans, just being better humans. It's not web three, it's web zero. <laughs> it's the, it's the back to the, yeah. uh, the beginning. So Heather, we'll include all your uh, all your notes, all yes. your links um, in the show notes and everything. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for jumping on. This was a lot of fun. This was the best. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day.